New York Artist Collective. Hi there and welcome to the New York Artist Collective podcast this next one's about. If you're new to the podcast, let me tell you what we're all about. Uh, so we are the New York Artist Collective. We are a Nashville-style songwriter's circle and we produce shows in New York City with three songwriters on stage in the round. And this is the podcast where we take one of our artists and have a closer look at one of their songs with them, uh, like how they might introduce a song on stage. So we get to find out a bit more about their creative process and how it became the song that we're going to hear a little later on in the show. My name is Stephanie Manns. I myself am a singer-songwriter and one of the New York Artist Collective producers. Today's guest is none other than a New York Artist Collective alumni artist, Micah Woods, and he's here to tell us about his brand new single, Love Like That. Micah Woods, welcome to the show. It's so lovely to have you um, on the podcast. And uh, you performed uh, with the NYAC um, Songwriter Circle uh, back in August, I believe, at the Bro Show. And it was so much fun. Um, and things have just been going from strength to strength for you. So thank you very much for coming on the show. Um, tell us a bit about what you've been up to recently. Well, thank you for having me. I'm super excited. I loved being a part of that Bro Show. Um, it was so much fun. And from that point, actually, like the week after, I ended up going to Nashville to be a part of this new TV show called Real Country with Shania Twain, Jake Owen, and Travis Tritt as the judges on there. Um, it's kind of crazy how it all happened because I was actually performing in Dumbo, Brooklyn, at the one hotel, and Shania Twain was staying there. And she said she was on her way to soundcheck, came out of the elevator, said she heard the voice of an angel and had to see what the girl looked like, <laughs> and said, turn the corner, <laughs> and saw this like bearded black man and was so taken aback. Um, and she actually sent her husband up to me to ask me to play a few country songs. And the night before, I actually was practicing one of my all-time favorites by Leanne Rhymes, um, Blue. And so mm -hmm. I just pulled that right out of the bag. So I was like, oh, well, I just practiced this last night. So that's perfect. So I played that. And then I got a call the next day saying, Shania Twain saw you performing at the hotel last night. Would you be interested in coming to Nashville? To which I said, absolutely. <laughs> I'm sure you said something else. Yeah, I did. I, I like, I like held my hand over the phone and like screamed and ran around my apartment <laughs> because I knew that she was there, but I didn't know that she had seen me perform. And she even told me, she's like, I hid behind like a huge pillar. So you wouldn't see me. And one of the managers at the hotel came up to me afterwards and was like, do you think Shania Twain saw you? And I was like, well, I didn't see her anywhere. So I don't think so. Like maybe next time. And then lo and behold, she was playing a spy game and, watching me perform that is incredible you don't hear very many of those sort of you know spotted kind of stories anymore yeah it's definitely something that I never really imagined happening to me because you're right you don't hear about it anymore and that I feel like that's how the music business used to work it was all these people became mm -hmm. you know household names because of so and so finding them so to actually have that happen nowadays is pretty crazy yeah, I mean, these days, you know, it's all based off how many followers you have on Instagram, you know, all, all of your, like, your social media presence before anyone will even look at you. Um, so it's nice to know that these things still happen. But, you know, to be fair, I think it's, it's you know, it's one of those things where it's successor bias. I don't know if you've heard of that. No. Um, I think it's where, you know, you only hear of these success stories. You don't hear of, like, the million failure right. stories, if mm -hmm. that makes sense. Um, and I think, you know, in, in your case, let's not forget how much you gig um how much you work and you know you got yes you got lucky but it's you got lucky out of the fact that you work so damn hard 
and you were, you know, you turn up and you turn up and you turn yeah, up. Yeah, well, I mean, out of the probably 65 shows I played at the hotel, the 65th one was the one that cracked. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. No, that's amazing. Well, we can talk a bit more about that and everything that's coming up for you. But um, this show is about, you know, this next one is about. So why don't you tell us about the song that you um, want to talk about? So today? this is a song I wrote with my friend Dominic. It's called Love Like That. Um, and I wrote it. We wrote it together probably about seven months ago. Um, and I always he lives in Sunset Park and I always ride my bike over to his house. And I was like running late because my partner and I were fighting and he always, it always seems like every time I have to go have a writing session, he wants to like somehow keep me around. And so he likes to picks a fight with me. <laughs> and so I showed up to the session, like upset and frustrated with that situation. And he, so I show up to the session and he's like, how's everything going? And I was like, honestly, like, I'm really frustrated. Like, it just seems like my relationship is struggling. I'm having a hard time. And he's like, well, stop talking. Let's write this. Um, and so we sat down and wrote this song. And it's funny because always at the end of writing a song about complaining about love, it all, you always feel better. You know what I mean? And so yeah. this song is really just kind of like, it sounds a lot more dramatic than the actual moment was, which is pretty typical for songwriting, I feel like. Um, <laughs> but it's really, you know, what I've loved so far about the feedback I've gotten is that so many people have reached out to me saying, I've so been there in a relationship and, you know, we either bounced back or we didn't, but like to hear that, like somebody else is going through that. And it's, you know, it's actually one of one blogger wrote, like, this is like such a universal message that everybody can relate to, which I was so humbled by because I mean, that's what I want. You know what I mean? When I write a song, I want people to feel as if they can see themselves in the song too. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm really proud of it. And it's, you know, it's funny because now when I play it, my partner, he'll like send me messages being like, when I'm like at work or something, kind of like quoting one of the lyrics and being like, is that about me? Even though he knows the whole song's about him, he tries to, he just tries <laughs> to still get the attention from me. It's really cute. Oh, my next question was if you were still with him. <laughs> we are still together. We are still going strong. You know, we have our days, but who doesn't? It's never easy. Of course. And that's actually, you know, when people ask me, like bloggers will be like, what's a quote from you? My quote is always, relationships are hard. Anybody who says they're not yep. is lying. And that's what this song is really about is when you're struggling that relationship, your thought process. And so my thought right. process by the end of it was, all right, I'm going to stick it out. <laughs> Yeah. But it's also, you know, I think, um, I, I certainly, what I got from it was, you know, be true to yourself as well. Um, you know, and I think certainly not, not that I'm any sort of relationship guru, but you obviously have to be, to be honest and, and not continue to push your, your own feelings down. And, and that's the only way to get yeah. through that. Kind totally. Of thing. And that's, you know, I struggle with that personally. Um, it's really hard for me sometimes to take a step back and be like, what do I want? You know? So songwriting is always really helpful for me in that way because it kind of helps me work through those feelings okay well let's take a listen micah do you want to introduce your song this is love like that by me <laughs> self 
so codependent I see myself without you and I can't help it I'm so affected Is it reckless? love like that it's a beautiful song um it's so catchy um i love is that pedal steel that you've put on that there's pedal steel on there there's a little banjo in there so i wrote it with this guy dominic florio and he also produced it and we really wanted to highlight my country influences in there and really have that be kind of almost a new country pop in a way because even being on the show real country one of the things that i keep reading shania say is like you can't label country music like it's so vast at this point that throwing a steel app on there doesn't make it country music. But when you're speaking mm-hmm. from the heart and speaking the truth 
and you have those folk elements, like that's what country music's really about. I mean, yeah, absolutely. You know, three chords and the truth is what they always say. There you go. This show that you're 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 performing on, it's uh, so tell tell us a bit more about that. You you called it um, a new version of the voice earlier. So it is actually um, produced by the same people that created the voice. Um, I got to work with the guy who was like the original creator of the voice. He was very knowledgeable and really cool. But essentially, the way the show works is. The three judges, Jake Owen, Travis Tritt, and Shania Twain, selected seven artists to come and be a part of the show. And each episode is one of their choices fighting against another of the other judges' choices to battle for a spot in the finale. Um, and so each episode is themed. And I can't tell you what my theme was, but I can tell you that it relates perfectly to me. Um, and it was so fun to work with the band and get to choose the songs I was going to sing and then to have the chance to perform them. And then the way the show works is you perform your first song and then the audience votes and the two people with the highest rating move on to do a second round of performances. And then that person who wins that second round moves on to a finale. Got it. And how much time did you spend in Nashville previously? I had never been to Nashville before this. So it was kind of like a first time there and it's funny because like two months before Shania saw me I was performing at this birthday party that a friend had invited me to she was like I want you to meet some of my friends it's I'm surprising one of my friends it's her birthday I want you to come perform um and so I went and it was a bunch of like really reputable photographers and writers and one of the guys there was like have you ever thought about going to Nashville and I had honestly never before that moment thought about that but for some reason, when he said that, it just like resonated with my soul. And I was actually going to plan a trip to Nashville. And then having Shania find me and personally invite me out to Nashville, it was like, okay, well, this is all the plan that's meant to be happening. This is clearly something that speaks to me and the things I want to be doing. So I was super excited to check Nashville out and kind of see how the scene differed from New York because I had heard so much about it but to actually be able to go there and meet everybody there it was such a great experience mm -hmm. well obviously that would be you know my next question naturally is to think about the differences between New York and Nashville and you know how your experiences in New York are, are you know have shaped your writing and um you know what Nashville influences you you know you've you've come across so far that um will be in your upcoming music so I feel like you know, New York definitely is such a hard place to live and it influences me in a lot of ways on like the more, I don't want to say political side of my songwriting, but definitely in like the environment wise, it's just such, a, it's so much harder to live here than it is in Nashville. I feel like, so there's definitely like a darker aspect to my songwriting because of that. Whereas like the songs that I was writing in Nashville were very much like, I don't want to say light and happy, but they were just, there was a little bit more ease in them, if that makes sense. And so I also got the chance to write with a lot of people out there, which was really, really awesome. And to kind of have their influences and their voices, which are much more, I mean, they're all just like powerhouses in terms of songwriting. Like mm -hmm. most of them can sit down and write a song in 30 minutes, yep. which is not something that I was particularly used to. Um, and so to be surrounded by these people who kind of make you be better than you've ever been was such a great experience. Um, I really loved it, honestly. I really am highly considering moving out there just because 
I feel like in New York, it's really hard to get people to collaborate with you. Whereas in Nashville, everybody wants to collaborate with you, no matter who you are. I'll write with you. Yeah. Okay, great. Let's do it. <laughs> Seriously. I would love that oh, me because too. it's just like, I don't know. I feel like you, like you said, nowadays it depends on like how many followers you have and all your writing credits were like in Nashville. I would like my Uber driver would be like, I work for Warner brothers. I'll, yeah. I'll set you up with this person and you guys can ride together. And it's like, what? Okay, great. You know? And there's that Southern charm and people actually mean it. They absolutely do. And that's something, honestly, I was, I was a little nervous going to Nashville being like a black boy who's like, only has stigma of fear of the South. Um, mm -hmm. But it wasn't like that at all. It was like the complete opposite. And I, you know, I'm not, not to say that that isn't still present there. Um, I personally didn't have any experience with that there, but even though that I know it exists, the only experience I had was just nothing but people with open arms wanting to help you, wanting to hear your story. And actually when they say, how are you, they mean it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, I love, I love going down there. It's just, it's so nice and everyone is genuinely nice. Um, it is always a pleasure. Um, so too much, I had a couple, I have so many questions for you. This is so much fun. So <laughs> again, thank you for coming on the show. Um, one question I do have about um, Nashville and your experiences that and going down there, and I'm sure that this will, um, you know, come up as a potentially as a thought for you later. Um, as a, as an openly gay man, um, you know, country music isn't known for being, um, and I'll say this country music isn't known for being super accepting. And the number of people who have come out, you know, have famously kind of lost their careers in, in country music. I think obviously it's, it's, I think it's different now. Um, but I, I wonder, like, I, I kind of feel like Nashville itself is very liberal. It's actually quite liberal and it's very accepting in terms of, you know, the people that you work with, but I think it's the, the you know, more the audience that might not be so accepting. Is that something that you've thought about? Um, is it something you've come across? Is it something you've discussed with others? It's terrifying, if I'm going to be frank, because, I mean, even filming the show, you know, they basically outright asked me, like, does it scare you to be doing being gay in country music? And on top of that, being gay and black to making country music, yeah. um, it's going to be an uphill battle, but it's something that I'm so excited to kind of be a representation for that and maybe, you know, opening people's eyes to seeing that we're just humans and there's nothing to yeah. just because of who I date, like you're not going to listen to my music. Like, well, that's your prerogative, but I mean, I am, it's really scary to think about. And it's, it's kind of like, well, am I going to have less fans now because of who I am as a person? Like that's so unfair, but that's kind of how it is right now. And I hope to be the one to change that if possible, but it's not for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean, also at the same time, and one thing you should certainly remember is you're, you're, you are, well, one, you're already a role model, but you are going to be a role model on a very big stage, um, being visible to so many young queer kids. Um, and I think that is incredibly special and such a privilege. So thank you for doing that. Um, and for, for being that face. So well done you. Thank you. I mean, that's why we do this, right? That's like, I mean, when I get messages from kids that are like, I love your music so much. And then to see like pictures of you, like with your partner, like that just, it gives me hope that like, you know, my, maybe my family doesn't accept me now, but maybe one day they will. Like that's, you know, it's heartbreaking to think that there are kids struggling with that. I mean, I struggled with that, you know? So 
to be that person that they can look up to and know that like it does get better is like a dream come true no it's an important message and it's definitely one that we should be telling um just going back a second to uh you said you wrote this this song with your friend dominic Mm -hmm. do you do a lot of co-writing i do i um you know when i first started songwriting i was only writing by myself um living in boston and then when i moved here i was i started writing by myself but then when i started writing with other people it was like this is what i love to do i love to have somebody else to kind of be a sounding board for me and Mm -hmm. just i feel as if there's just especially when you're in the room with somebody who like also wants the song to be the best song that it could be there's just such a power in that and it's i still write by myself a lot but i it's so much easier for me to actually finish a song with somebody else in the room now. Yeah, no, I know that feeling. I actually had a, I had a songwriting session this morning um, with one of my co-writing partners and uh, there had been a song I had been sitting on for no joke, three years. Um, <laughs> and there were like, it was just something that was just really irritating me about it. Um, but you know, just presenting it to somebody else, he was like, Oh, if you, and I, I told him what bothered me about it. And he was like, Oh, maybe you should just change this bit or change the <laughs> word. And I was like, Oh, great. That makes me sound much less needy. That's exactly what I was looking for. Thank you. <laughs> Actually, the next song that I'm putting out is a song that I came, I wrote it with Dominic again. Um, and it was a song that I had like halfway finished and it just didn't feel, didn't feel right. And so I, he was like, have you been working on anything? And I was like, honestly, I just found a clip of myself singing this song I wrote like a year and a half ago. And I played it for him and he was like, let's like make this what it should be. And you're right. Like they just, they, when you get another ear on it, they can just kind of be like, well, fix this, do this, let's change this. And it's like, oh yeah, I wish I could have thought of that, but I couldn't have done it without them, you know? Right. Yeah. And I think it's so important, you know, to, to recognize that we can't always do it all. You know, we absolutely need um, other eyes on it sometimes. And, and there's no shame in that. You know, I think there's a lot of pop artists and they have like 10, co- 10 different co-writers on one song. And I think there's certainly a difference between that and, yes. you know, co-writing with, you know, a regular sort of co-writing partner or different collaborations that you do. Um, so tell us about this new single that you yeah. have coming out. So many new things with you, Micah. I can't keep track. <laughs> so this actually this next song is what i'm calling my queer country anthem um it's a song called chasing boys and i wrote it when i was well i started writing it when i was still single and i was so frustrated with all the online dating and tinder swiping and just the oversaturation of that and i was like i'm i quit boys i'm done I'm done chasing boys. And so I had written this verse and chorus of this song. And then I just found a clip of it. Like we must've finished writing it like two and a half months ago. And I was like, I played it for him. And he was like, this is so good. He's like, and it's going to like the way that we can produce this is such a perfect kind of like country. It just, we produce, he produced it like that same day. It was basically done which like we never do like with love like that. It took us so long to like tweak things and get it down to the like perfectness. And so for this one, for it to just kind of like come right to life and be this like queer country pop song, it's just, I'm really excited about it. And it's like, I'm probably more excited about it than any song I've ever released before, just because to finally have a song out there that's just kind of like unabashedly me it's just exciting you know what i mean so is that song available now song is available now spotify itunes deezer anywhere you can find music online you can get the song 
That's amazing. Sorry, what was it called? I, I did, I'm not sure if we asked that. Chasing Boys. So you have a new TV show, you have a new single. Are you playing any gigs in New York anytime soon? I don't have any gigs planned at the moment. I actually just reached out to my booking agent today to talk about which show I'm going to announce once the show airs um, to play here in New York. I want to play one in New York, one in Nashville, and one in LA. Um, it's kind of like a real country tour, if you will. Um, so definitely keep a lookout because maybe by the time that this airs, it will be announced and you can find that on my website, www.micatwoods.com. Awesome. And you're on Instagram, of course. Of course I'm on Instagram, also at Micah T. Woods. My Twitter is at Micah T. Woods. My Facebook is facebook.com slash Micah T. Woods. And I think <laughs> you can figure it out by now. <laughs> And I will have the link to uh, your website um, in the details of the podcast as well. So not to fear, people can find you very easily and we'll link, we'll link everything to you. But yeah, Micah, it's been such a pleasure talking to you. Thank you for coming on the show. Again, I am so happy and excited for you um, that, yeah, things are, things are just really happening for you. And it's so, so lovely to see when, you know, fellow artists really put the work in and it pays off. So congratulations. Thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure talking to you as well. I'm a big fan of the podcast and, of course, the New York Artist Collective as a previous member. So I'm really happy to have had the chance to sit and talk with you today. Oh, Mike, thank you. Such That's just such a lovely thing to say. And it's such a good plug for us. I'm going to use that. I use that <laughs> sort of advertising thing going forward. <laughs> I love it. Micah T. Woods, thank you so much. It's my pleasure. Micah Woods and his brand new single, Love Like That. If you're a fan of Micah, then you should check out episode five with Kevin Daniel as they uh, recently performed an NYC show together back in August. You can obviously see Michael on USA's Real Country and uh, don't forget to check out his Instagram, Micah T. Woods. And we have the link to his website in the details for this podcast. Um, don't forget, we are also on Instagram. We are at New York Artists Collective and you can follow me too if you like. I am at Stephanie Manns. Next week on This Next One's About, I will be talking to Jess Carvo of the band Satellite Mode. So if you haven't already, subscribe to our little podcast. We are NY Artist Collective on the iTunes app. I am Stephanie Manns. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Artist Collective.